So I got to start off by saying this just off the off the front here. Our friends told us about cookies that are made by the same people that make Tim Tams, which are like very famous Australian cookies. They absolutely kill it. But they said there's these mint ones that like you cannot not eat the entire sleeve in one sitting. And I'm like, mm, okay, we have thin mints. You know what I mean? Like I'll be the judge of that. So I bought them. Dude, they, it's probably the best cookie I've ever had. Really? Yes. Hmm. Like, like it's like a thin mint with like, what are those little peppermint patty things called that are covered in dark chocolate? Aren't they just called peppermint patties? Well, yeah. Okay. So then it has like a peppermint patty on the top and it's covered in like dark chocolate. Whoa. And it's just, <laughs> first of all, I'm a little bit mad at Annalise and Oliver because I feel like they get, they gate kept that from me. Like they waited till you yeah, were there for almost two years and they're like, I'm a little mad at, I can tell you. Yes. And they didn't even tell me. I feel like every Australian prior has just their gatekeepers of this cookie. Rude. <laughs> I know. Like, are they at the store and I could have just bought them? Yes. But wow. Okay. I can't wait to try some. They're really good delightful okay welcome back to the salty sisters i'm sage and i'm mackenzie and today we're gonna talk about social media the pros the cons all the dirt in between and maybe we'll decide in the end how we really feel about all of it i don't think so you don't think it's come it's a complex dynamic yeah I mean, let's start off with this. How much time do you spend a day on social media on average? Mm, and be honest, maybe an hour, like 15 minutes, give or take an hour. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> I think I average probably three and a half a day. Yeah. I don't know. Does your phone tell you that exact mm-hmm. number? Or, oh, okay. Okay. Mine just yeah, tells me like and- my overall screen time, so it's hard to I don't ever look. And I foolishly set a limit on Instagram and then I just ignore the limit. So I know when I've been on there for an hour, you know, and I'm like, oh whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so I spent three and a half hours on social media, which would include TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn girly. <laughs> you are a big LinkedIn girly. It's something that I've been thinking a lot about this last year is like thinking back to like growing up without social media that's like what is so crazy to me I cannot imagine having gone through like middle school or high school or even college god forbid like really on social media connected through social media like I think it would have been just like a drastically different experience and I like I think about it a lot just in terms of like you know, having a six-year-old, I wonder what the world is like through his eyes of seeing all these, not necessarily just adults, but people that are older than him constantly on this device, on this screen, walking around with this like screen in front of them, having, you know, all these life experiences through a screen. I just think that's like so weird to think about. It is kind of weird to think about and that you would see adults making connections online but not in their actual lives I think that'd be a very weird thing to witness yeah and I think I think that like the entire concept of social media 
like I didn't get my Instagram account until I was 23 years old. And I think that if I'm being honest with you, I wasn't ready for like everything that came with it. Like it was a very big learning curve. And I think it it really does change a personal dynamic for you. Like it changes how you like, you know, receive your news, how you learn about friends doing things like, you know, oh my gosh, like you got married. I had no idea you had a baby. What? You know, like I, I don't you got actually, a baby. <laughs> you know, you like all these things, like all of a sudden you're, you're connected through like this like third party situation. And it's, you know, when you think about me being 23 and having all these life experiences and then all of a sudden it's like you're seeing it all through a screen. It's just, that was like, a really weird point of transition for me personally. I don't know about for you. No, because I I jumped on the MySpace train when that came out and I was in high school and that shit was savage. Like was people it? today are like, I'm judged on Instagram. I'm like, you have no idea. You have no idea. MySpace had top eight friends that you hand selected and displayed on your profile. It did? And it notified you when you were taken down as a top eight friend. That is savage. I had no That's idea. That's savage. And then you put like, you had to put music in the background of your page. That was like the whole thing. It was like a little mini website you built out. And if you didn't do like a cool song, like you were judged. And if you didn't have a cool background, you know. Wow. Savage. And so it's like, yeah, people are kind of mean today on the internet. But MySpace was just hectic. Unhinged. <laughs> that being said, I do think the ability to cyber bully was just absolutely, it just took off with, with social media. Like mm -hmm. the ability to hide behind a keyboard and just say nasty shit to people you don't know just absolutely skyrocketed. Which is like kind of crazy to me. It's like, oh my God, like, please go to therapy. What is the matter with you? Yeah, it is. It's it's really interesting that there hasn't been like a lot of, like, I don't feel like there was like a lot of, like I already said, but like education around it, especially, you know, I think of, you know, I worry a lot for my own child. And once he's involved in social media, like I really want to be proactive about talking to him about it, you know, encouraging him to have a healthy relationship with that, showing him how to have like a healthy relationship with it so that, right, he's not getting bullied. He's not letting that, you know, run his life. Like, I don't know. You just hear so, yeah, it's like amplified social anxiety and all of these like really, you know, amplified depression. What else for, you know, young people? Because they're all comparing Anx each other. Anxiety. Yeah. All of it. It's like, yeah, you know, it's all amplified. It's too easy to be bullied. And then, to you know, you're associating your self-worth to something you saw on a screen. And that's like really dangerous. And it's like a really scary place to be socially. And it worries me, quite frankly. <laughs> like, if we only had MySpace still, I think I'd be fine with it. But <laughs> Yeah, because you actually had to make the decision. Like, MySpace was less cloak and dagger and more just like a big old middle finger to everybody you didn't like so mm -hmm. uh even Facebook was a little bit more like that before you know like it was hijacked for the election <laughs> yeah. by the way my Facebook if anyone 
has connected with me on Facebook. That's not me. That's a Russian bot that has taken over my Facebook. Wait, are you serious? Your Facebook? Yeah, I'm serious. Oh, yeah. During the last election and I never got it back. So I don't exactly know what that version of me is saying out there. So I apologize. Oh, my God. I didn't I didn't even know that. That's good to know. Yeah, my Facebook was hacked. Yeah. That's the other part of it is like your identity is so easy to snag and grab off the internet now. Like, you know, people can find out where you live from your Instagram posts or what your kids look like, what school they go to, where you are. I mean, our sister-in-law and my brother had their house broken into like, and they used, you know, Facebook to track or Instagram to track where they were. And then they broke in. That's sketchy shit, man. So we like kind of talked about how much time we spend a day on Instagram. And I feel like it is such a weird addiction that lives in the corner of our minds. And I just, I, that is something that I'm like actively seeking to change for myself because it's so bizarre to me to have like a free moment of my day. And the only thing I want to do is like open up my Instagram app or my TikTok, which I, I mean, that's just an example. I don't really use TikTok because I don't know how, but, and it's like, you're just like scrolling mindlessly and I don't even know what I'm looking for. Do you know what you're even like looking for? No, I let it tell me. That's so true. <laughs> like, I just, I don't even know why I've opened it. And pretty soon it's like 20 minutes have gone by and I haven't like interacted on a single post like I haven't actually liked anything I haven't commented on anything I haven't shared anything like so why am I even do like scrolling and not even participating in the the, like world before me like that's the thing I don't understand I'm like it's really hard yeah it's like it's weird and it's it's almost like a weird little tv show that you're watching but you know the characters kind of or maybe you right. don't know the characters and you just found them one day and you were like, oh, I, I kind of like your vibe. And all of a sudden you like know all this stuff about people you've never met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's also very unhinged. But I will say I it's obviously not going anywhere. So I think as society, as people that engage in social media, we have a responsibility to educate ourselves and our children and those around us about how to use it in a positive way because I think there, it gets a lot of bad smoke but there's a lot of positivity that can be found in it one of the biggest things is that small businesses can use it to get off the ground and I I think about this a lot like it costs you zero dollars to like somebody's post for a small business or you know share something you got from them repost somebody that's doing really cool work like if you think like I really love the the female astronaut from the US that just went to went to the moon because she really, really shows how you don't have to fit a stereotype to be in STEM. So I share her stuff a lot because I think like that's really cool. It's a good example for people. But it's just like it's free for you to like this stuff. But that's the other side of it is that consumerism on these apps is like rampant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think it's really hard to tell what is authentic anymore and what is not, you know, and that can be just friends posting things, you know, that can be 
someone that's like a content creator like that's their job is to like post things and try to like entertain you right <laughs> or like small businesses like I agree with you like it's a really great marketing tool and it's a really cool tool you know for small businesses but sometimes it feels like all you're getting is just like hammered with like buy my course buy my this buy my that do this do that you know it's like it just to me something is just like lost when it's at that point you know like I don't know yeah. the balance but I think too it's really I mean just speaking from experience of this podcast it is really intimidating to try to create genuine content mm -hmm. that you don't filter out all the bad stuff and it's like it's really intimidating to try to put that on the internet and hope that like people receive it well mm -hmm. you know like there's this there's this drive to be perfect when you're trying to to do this like I always think about it like gymnastics because I feel like that's how it feels to me is competing in gymnastics like we're on we've gotten on the balance beam and we've done our routine and we're trying to stick the landing and like it's horrifying to me like I just don't know how to stick the landing because everyone else has done it in a way that's not true to me mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah like people I don't know who needs to hear this but skin has texture like it has texture <laughs> yeah hell yeah it has oh, color and it has flaws and that's just normal. But we've cut, we, we put all these filters on to make us look like these weird blended out, like, you know, Barbies. It's like really strange. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of pros and a lot of cons. <laughs> it is, but it's hard. It makes it really difficult to navigate. Like that's, that's just something I struggle with. Like I'm really at a point where I don't, want to see an authentic content anymore like I'm very very like pushed away by that like I'm just like oh god like this shit just sucks like <laughs> you know I just want to see something real like I, I I intentionally try to follow like real people that are you know gonna somehow somehow like reading their posts like enhances my my day like in a way that it wasn't enhanced before like that's what I try to go for you know or people who Is are that why you follow me on Instagram? I love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here's the snake that almost crawled into my bedding. <laughs> no, and it's also, I, I find it really personally difficult to share the not good parts of my life because A, I just, I feel like it's invasive. Mm -hmm. Like that's the part of me that I keep to myself. And B, like, I feel like you and I are trying to build this community and I feel like if I put stuff like that out there, it's going to be like not well received. But the truth is it, it it will be because the people who actually love you will show up for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think it can be a really cool tool of connection if it's used properly. I think it really can be. I just, I think I worry that it all just took off so quickly and I think that we forget, like, you know, I'm only 35 and like, I've only been using this, you know, technology for a little over 10 years, right? Like, we're, we're not experts. Like, we're not experts. We've seen some like really horrible outcomes from, from this. And it's like, I just have to remind myself, like, nobody is an expert on this shit. You know, like, we're all just kind of flailing around <laughs> trying to figure it out and... It's just important to remember that, I think, like, 
don't yeah, know. but I do think part of living in this society and and going with the the fact that you don't want to be like totally anti everything that's coming out because that is the wave of the future. I think the next wave is going to be AI and people who are like adamantly afraid of it. They are the people who also oppose social media and like you can't stop the trains coming. Get on board. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's just it's our responsibility to learn to use it properly. Yeah. Exactly. Like we need to, we need to be able to use it and understand it and, you know, have boundaries with it so that we can teach the next generation, you know, we can show them like, hey, this is how you can have a healthy relationship with social media, you know, and still know what's going on. And I don't know. It's just crazy. It is crazy. I want to talk a little bit about LinkedIn and the decision that I, Sage and I made to put our podcast on LinkedIn Oh, was that because a co-decision? <laughs> it was not a co-decision. I just did it until Sage was going up. Nice. <laughs> but I did it. I did it for a very specific reason. And I think that a lot of people should do this, in my in my opinion, which is not unpopular. It actually should be popular. If the biggest companies in the world can hype themselves up on LinkedIn and say what it is they're producing, why can why can you not leverage that for your own business? Like if you're a graphic designer and you're designing all this really cool stuff, why wouldn't you put that on the professional website where people who need graphic designers are? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I just, I really sat with it for myself and I thought I have this like huge professional network from years of being in corporate America. And so why wouldn't I leverage that for my own podcast? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really intimidating. Like there's a lot of people on there that I'm like, I don't know that I want you to know about this part of my life, but it's a part of me. So, okay, let's do it. Yeah. I think that's, that's an interesting like overall theme to with all of social media, not just LinkedIn, but I have encountered like several people that you know they're all of them at different age points right but it's really interesting like some people have like really serious hesitation about ever engaging in social media or putting like you said you know your your business on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook and sharing what you're doing and it's like it's almost like these people like it's like a lack of I don't, I don't know if it's like a confidence thing, but it's so interesting to me how some people just cannot get over that initial like step, that initial hump. Like they cannot take that step to start doing that for themselves. And, and but, but yet they like will spend time on social media, like looking at other people's shit, but they can't bring themselves to actually like put up something that they are doing to, you know, it promote themselves or you know whatever they need to do like it's really I don't I just I've never understood that well I think it's like for me anyways I'll just speak from my own experience for me it was really intimidating and I had a lot of imposter syndrome because I felt like a lot of people have really narrowed down how you make Instagram reels how you make TikTok videos how do you make a good post that gets engagement And I really sat with that for a long time. Like, I don't know how to do it. But the truth is you have to start. 
like it has to be unperfect and you have to just keep practicing. Like it's a skill. Unfortunately, it's a skill set and you have to practice your skill set. So I think I want to believe that my skill set's getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sought feedback from people who use social media a lot. Now, here's the thing I struggle with is that like sometimes I feel like people are really judgy towards you but they, you know, it's like you're actually putting in the work. And so you have to remember that is that people will judge you for putting stuff on social media, but you're actually attempting something that takes bravery. So just (laughs) remain brave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I guess, I think it makes me sad that people don't feel like they have enough value you know, like they have nothing to contribute to the world. Like that makes me really sad. I think that's why I say I don't understand it because I believe everyone has something to contribute and I wish more people would because that's the kind of stuff I want to see and, and interact with, you know, instead of these people being like, here's my like creator content, you know, like I went rollerblading in short shorts and <laughs> just trying to like make money. I don't know. Like I don't care about that shit. Like it, it concerns me that people feel like they're not good enough to put up a picture like nobody's gonna care you know that's like so that's frightening to me like that's really sad and yeah I just don't know and how i also like, change that you know well i think it, it is changing i want to believe that it's changing i think there's a lot of people who feel the same sentiment we do where they want honesty and they want people to be genuine and so i think that the world is sort of shifting in that way like they want they want the truth instead of just the glossed over version what one thing about social media i have found extremely difficult recently is uh the the fact that on my instagram feed it's like weird mix of i don't know cleaning food blogs and then like war mm. And I think there's a lot of power in sharing what's going on in Gaza, you know, and and to Palestine. And there's a lot of power in that because people have large audiences or they reach people they don't, you know, that maybe are putting their head into the sand and don't know what's going on. But it's very weird to have it, all of it clashing together. Yeah. And I, I find it almost like disconnecting for me. Like it's, my it's like my brain cannot process like (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel the same way but growing up like you didn't get your news from social media like as a millennial we you know our news came from news outlets Mm -hmm. and I know that you know like it's changed the world's changed and this is a news outlet to share and I really really respect people who do it like it's just for me, my brain like fundamentally cannot process it. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's I don't. It's yeah. It's a really that's like such a tricky. I yeah. I don't know. It, and it's also like so hard because you're also not. I think for me, like when I see things, I'm never like prepared for it. I'm never in a mindset where I'm like ready to re- like receive that information in my brain you know and then it's like all of a sudden it's like whoa like that was a very graphic image and I didn't know that that was coming you know it's like that kind of stuff's really intense and so I don't know I don't know how you 
have any boundaries around that, you know, for yourself personally, but it's like, it's important, you know, definitely, but it can also be really, really overwhelming. Yeah, I think like, I do really want to state that I think it is very powerful. It's a very powerful medium to get the word out and to spread that information. And it was used in the international court and like, I, and it's a way to share information. Like at the end of the day, social media is a way to share information. I think it's just, it's just sometimes it's really hard to process when it's mixed in with like press on nails. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's mm -hmm. the imagery is so contradictory that it's like, it's hard for my brain to put one, like, it's just, it breaks it. Like it cannot process. Mm -hmm. And it almost like, it almost forces my brain to like shut down because it's so programmed for, which I guess is a good thing that it's having a response, but it's like so programmed for like consumerist social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know it's. I don't know. I, I feel like all that kind of, I, I didn't really start to, like my first real experience with huge news events via social media, I think really started in 2020 for me personally. So it's still like a very new thing for me, which is like weird to say, I think. But, you know, I, I again, like I think it's this giant technology that we're all still learning how to cope with. And we're yeah. all still learning like, oh, is my relationship with this unhealthy or is it healthy or, you know, do, is it, you know, do I need to share this message with people, you know, and it's, it's, it's very complicated. Like 2020 was yeah. such a weird time to be on social media, you know, like there was, it was a very dark time and I think social media just like made it exponentially darker, you know, for so many people. Yeah. And then, you know, I think this really plays in nicely to our next topic, which is the highlight reel. There are so many people who only show the highlight reel. So, you know, day at the beach. I'm I'm incredibly guilty of this. Like I do this all the time. Here's my beautiful like view from my apartment. And you you never see the parts of their day that aren't as like picture perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. Your two hour commute. Your lunch that sucks, but you eat it because you're on a budget. Your, you know, your exhaustion at the end of the day, the, I don't know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, it's all staged or you have to like, you have to like justify it within your own mind of like, oh, this is something I can put up on my, you know, social media. Whereas like this other thing isn't, you know, like it's. Yeah. Like it's like we're having fake experiences in order to show the world that we've had an experience instead of just having our own experiences mm -hmm. yeah and allowing those to be what's shared like that's mm -hmm. very yeah so <laughs> what do you think about again you know it's it's newer to us all I think is because when social media really first started the algorithm was not as smart I guess I will say as it is now and like even Taylor the other day he was on I think Facebook and he was like oh hey babe like look at this funny thing about Taylor Swift and he like stopped when he was like scrolling and pretty soon never stopped he was like he was like wait what just happened he's like my he's like everything is about Taylor Swift and like Travis Kelsey like what is going on like and he like he was like visibly like irritated by it. And 
I was just like, whoa, that was intense. You know, like your the algorithm just like it changed everything because you paused for two seconds to be like, hey, look at this, you know, and I just that is some crazy manipulation. That is some crazy power. And I just wonder, you know, how that's changing our world. I think it's look, I don't want to judge the creators, the meta, the meta universe here, but like we need a little bit of balance. I think they've swung it too hard. Like you whisper in your head to yourself, like green cowboy boots. And the next thing you know, every social media, every ad you've ever seen in your life will be green cowboy boots. And it will like suck you so far into the world of like green cowboy boots that they don't actually show you anything else. And I think if I was the creator of Meta, I would make sure that was balanced to make sure that my ad revenue got hit the most, which means not overly inundating people with this exact same imagery, but in fact, spreading it out and making it more interesting because humans are naturally curious, not single-minded, I would hope. I mean, some people are single-minded, but the good ones are multifaceted. Mm -hmm. I do just think we need to all be careful about like our personal data, our information, right? Like just being like really careful with it and like where we're sharing it. Why? Because it's getting stolen. So? It doesn't bother you? At this point, who cares? Like, you want my identity? Have it. I guess Russia already has it. (laughs) They already have it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) If you make me into a Trump supporter, so help me God. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a big part of it, though, is like the spread of misinformation is real, as we've seen. And it can cause like mass confusion. And That is true. I feel like these algorithms being as powerful as they are, like, it's just... Like, it, it really amplified the last election, and I can't even imagine what for this next election here in the U.S., what it's going to do. Do you think there should be an age, double age restrictions on social media for how young, like, you can enter and at what age you need to exit it? Ooh. I don't think you could tell people when to exit. Why? They're the people <laughs> who fucked up the whole election. Yeah. It wasn't 30-year-olds running around being like, oh, I think this is definitely real. Like. <laughs> That's true. It was clearly fake, clearly AI generated. Right. I mean, but that's the thing that's like so dangerous about it. Like we can't tell anymore, like what's real, what's not like there's big safety concerns, you know, and I do think that there needs to be harsher regulations around all of it. You know, I mean, the fact that like, yeah, like Taylor Swift, somebody generated like fake images of her. Mm. and put them on um x and then x had to make it so is that, that twitter could... yeah it's twitter it's now x x it's had to make it so you could not stupid. physically search her name on their platform because it was coming up with these falsified images of her and she you know she like threatened legal action and it's like that's ridiculous like <laughs> you know like that's crazy like that is incredibly dangerous for her yeah. and for like a lot of female identifying people you know like that's not safe so i don't know i have big it's true that's a good point the personal safety you do. around it you know i'm I over here I, just like la 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 it's fine <laughs> i think you have you should have to be like 18 you know like before you can get a social media account okay but if you can under age restrict it why can you not cap it 
this is the problem with the United States of America. Cap this shit and make the old people retire. We're done. <laughs> you done. Because they don't have a lot going on anyways. You know? They need something to do. They love to, like, connect with Fucking people. up elections is not something to do. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I'm being totally... I'm being ageist and mean. I get it. Just really a little bit are. fire. <laughs> well... Look, I think they should give, they could actually maybe use social media as a way to see if you're a presidential candidate or not. Like, can you actually navigate social media and tell what's fake and what's not? And if not, then no. Sit your ass down and here's your pudding. Yikes. (laughs) Take your dentures out. They need to be washed. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. What else do we need to talk about on social media? Um, I want to talk about putting kids on social media because that's been something recently that's really taken off is um the idea of do you put children on there or do you not expose their faces Mm. and I think it's really fascinating because like some famous photographers I follow have taken their children off social media and then they've posted like months later about how their engagement has really gone down from taking their children off social media what's with you creeps why do you want to see kids so bad it is weird you know what I mean I mean it is, but see, that's the, that's like, my whole argument is like, <laughs> we actually don't know what the fuck we're doing with social media. That is my argument True. because True. here you go. Like, you may not realize that there's like actual creeps out there who are preying and creeping on your children via social media. Like, that is a real thing. And it's good to just be aware of, you know? like ew but it's real like as sad as that is like it's so i can understand that i mean it's it seems like a lot of work to have to like take down all your pictures but okay wait what do we think about OnlyFans? i guess i don't even know what that is to be honest (laughs) i'm also sort of it's a hosting website so uh twitch is another one twitch is used for streamers that do like gaming but OnlyFans is sort of like this platform that you could put whatever content you wanted and it's not really that is regulated to an extent as far as like you can't put anything illegal creepy up on it but okay. as far as like nudity goes it's fine you know what i'm you know i'm trying to get out here um can you put like pornography on it like yeah like homemade yeah and people like pay a subscription to be a part of it on, on your platform yeah i mean third income string question mark <laughs> I can, yeah, I guess, like, if everybody involved was consensual, fine. Yeah. But how would you know if it's consensual? You don't always, you know? Like, that's the thing about it. Like, wow, way to ruin OnlyFans. (laughs) Well, I, (laughs) I mean, I, right, like, my thesis in college was about child prostitution. And so, you know, it's something that I've always like thought a lot about and I've researched a lot about and you know you there's just no like I don't know I don't know how you would know or if you know OnlyFans takes measures to make sure that it's consensual but Hmm. that's just something I would ask myself before I became involved or (laughs) (laughs) maybe an important disclaimer if you're gonna have a page I don't know you know I don't know look I heard this interview the other day and this woman made like 30k a month off of it really yes well if that's yeah like if that works for her like i don't know great 
honestly like cut out the middleman i'm serious i'm, I'm <laughs> oh, okay i think we've covered social media <laughs> wait no actually so oh, we haven't okay do you personally feel like you have a good relationship with social media like how's it going for you how's it going for me let's be honest and real and authentic it's okay at times um I get discouraged on TikTok I think like I don't TikTok's very new for me and and it's really weird because like Instagram has this like longevity to your posts that TikTok doesn't and I don't really enjoy like I don't really enjoy that aspect of TikTok so what I mean by that if you're not familiar is like you put something up on TikTok and it will like go really fast like you'll get like all these like views and shit really fast and then it like caps out like five minutes it just stops that's not the dopamine hit like I'm looking for (laughs) yeah yeah um it's going okay like I I realized the other day like I post a lot of stories and stuff on my Instagram I'm very I think I'm actually quite active on social media which was news to me I thought maybe I wasn't but my husband told me that in fact I am (laughs) it's nice to learn that about myself it's going okay I mean I don't I don't know some of it I don't love sometimes I wish I could just like disappear from it do you ever wonder like if you disappeared if anyone would care sometimes I think about that like would Mm -hmm. anyone notice Mm -hmm. it's natural to wonder that especially you know in a social media context I okay so I Kinsey knows this but in the new year I started taking breaks on the weekends. So Saturdays and Sundays, I don't open social media on my phone. And I'm going to kind of tell you what's happening with that. At first, I thought I was just trying it for like one weekend. And then when I did that for two days, I felt so like I felt like I could just like come up for air in a way that I hadn't been able to. And I just felt like I was looking for other things to do during my day in like the corners of my day versus like scrolling on my phone, which was really powerful for me personally. And then I thought, I'm going to keep going, you know, I'm going to like try another weekend. And I was like, man, that was like really awesome. Like it was so refreshing. And then I like looked forward to being able to like open it on Monday morning and see what, you know, had gone down over the weekend. And then this last week when I opened social media on Monday, I was just like, wow, actually, like, I missed literally nothing. Like, huh, (laughs) you know, it was like kind of like a big moment for me of like, wow, I don't know, like, I just missed nothing, you know, like, hmm, I guess I, you know, I could go like another day if I wanted. And it's been, that has been really just a beautiful breath of air for me personally, because I hate like how much like how easily I fell into this weird habit of like just scrolling. I call it like scroll trolling where you're just like (laughs) being a scroll troll and you're just like scrolling through. And like I said earlier, like you're not actually engaging with anybody's posts or like liking anybody's shit. You're just kind of like doing this like hectic scroll through this (laughs) app. Like, yeah. It's like, what are you trying to find? I don't. Yeah. That's what I finally asked myself. Like, yeah. So now, like, another boundary I've put in place around it is anytime I open social media, I have to like three things. That sounds really stupid, I think, maybe, but, like, I think it's powerful because it irritates me when I run into someone I know and they're like, oh, my God, like, you're doing that podcast thing, right? And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't, I, I didn't, 
I've never seen you like like any of our stuff. You know, I've never seen you like reshare anything. Like, I had no idea you liked me. You know, in case you guys did not know this, we do keep track. We do. <laughs> and we are Dutch and hold grudges. So yeah, please but I mean, it's keep just, that in mind. <laughs> well, I guess what I'm trying to maybe challenge our listeners with is maybe stop being a squirrel troll. And maybe just, you know, challenge yourself to engage a little bit more if you're going to participate in it. It's important to do that because we all like to know that people care about what we're putting up or what we're doing. That's how the community grows. It doesn't grow by you just like seeing it and never engaging with it. Yeah, that's, like I think that's an we, important part. Right. And I think we're to the point of social media that you have to make a decision Mm -hmm. And you have to decide if this is just going to be some sort of weird bulletin board that we judge each other on, or if this is going to be an actual way to communicate and learn something new or share what we love, build something new, et cetera. I want to tell you a little bit about um, Maya. Maya is a part of Girls That Invest, and she has her own Instagram and she and I sometimes chat on there. Like, <laughs> I don't want to flex or anything. No, we're not friends, but. I engage with her posts and she engages back. But the other day, she posted this really valuable information where she said, look, I know cost of living is high. Here's one way I keep it down. I find like a website that partners with farmers and they resell vegetables that were not, they didn't qualify and meet the standards of a King Supers or, you know, Woolies or a Coles or whatever, because those standards are ridiculous because people are so brainwashed into thinking what a pear looks like, that if it doesn't look exactly like what you think a pear will look like, they don't think people will buy it. So then it gets thrown out. So it's way, way cheaper. So I looked it up and I now am part of a subscription program. I got my first box of produce for $40 and it's probably $150 worth of produce. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, And that's the kind of stuff that matters. Mm-hmm. Like, right. share share that kind of consumerism, you know? Yeah, like just try to, you know, maybe, I don't know. I think everyone could do with just rethinking their relationship with social media and how it's impacting them, how it's impacting, you know, their relationships around them. That's really, really big. Because it can definitely be a really negative thing. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I... I've been looking like really long and hard at that for my own life and you know it's changing for me so maybe it can for you too if it's not healthy you know could be better yeah yeah okay you want to do unpopular opinions yes have you got one yes I looked up okay so I went on to reddit to get some more ideas even though I have a whole list of my own but this one really made me laugh reddit that's like another episode I don't read it I I don't know anything about Reddit. I, I can't really love see. Reddit. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. But it's also like a really weird corner of the internet. So we can get back to that. Okay, go ahead though. Okay. Each <laughs> sister their own, OnlyFans and Reddit. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I'm dying. The day you see me put my OnlyFans on LinkedIn, you know, I've lost my fucking mind. Uh, how many people do you think are run- wondering if I have one? Like I kind of left it I'm sort wondering. of gray. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm like, does she really have an OnlyFans? Like, <laughs> okay, here we go. Schools with zero fight policies are trash, and children should be allowed to fight each other. <laughs> oh wow, that is spicy. I think. Look, I think it's an amazing, unpopular opinion. I think that they're dead on. Like, 
let's do it. Hunger Games, baby. Mm. Can you imagine? Asher's so big. He would just be like whomping children. Like he would just walk up and just pow right to the face. But it would, I think it would also teach like smaller kids how to really be fast and quick on their feet. How to be scrappy. And as I learned on Saturday, you fake left, go right. You win every time. <laughs> Shout out to Dan for that one. Did we have a zero fight policy growing up? I don't even know. You, I mean, you you picked a kid up by their throat and pushed them up against the fence. He was throwing. So he was throwing. I know. Rocks he was throwing head. rocks at you. And I, I asked him to stop, and I said, "Do not throw another rock on my head." I and, warned him. And after you resorted to violence, did he stop bugging you? Yes, he never See? bullied me again. This is what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to throw a hook just to like prove a point. I mean, no, but <laughs> <laughs> you fucking millennial parents, you're so gentle. Oh, I mean, this I is why I can't have kids. To... They'd be savage. <laughs> we're just really trying to do it differently than our parents, you know? That's all. I, okay, I agree with you. But then, like, how do kids learn, like, you fuck around and find out, you know? Mm hmm. You can't, like, teach that in a book. Right. I don't know. That's why it's an unpopular opinion. It's very unpopular. Wow. I wasn't ready for that. Damn. That's heated. The non-mother of the group chiming in with how I think you should raise your children. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, here's Fight mom. club. <laughs> oh, my God. Only fans. Your only fans page is just elementary school kids fighting each other consensually. Okay. This is why you don't you don't get you wouldn't put kids on OnlyFans. That's creepy. You two creepy things you've said now about OnlyFans. I'm very concerned for you. You don't put kids on there. It's not for kids. Okay, whatever. So here's my unpopular opinion. I don't care for people who use toothpicks at the dinner table. Have Please you don't... been with mom and dad recently? Okay, they do it grandfather does grandma it. does it. it is like it is so foul i do not appreciate having somebody flinging the contents <laughs> of their teeth at me with a tiny piece of wood like it's so gross go and do that in private please stop doing it in a public fucking setting it's so gross i disagree with you if you have something stuck in your tooth it is the most important thing Okay, what do you think about flossing with your own hair to get something out of your tooth? Absolutely not. That is disgusting. Yeah, to <laughs> totally. That's to you. Carry floss like a normal person. You carry floss on you? I floss. What kind of fucking psychopath are you? <laughs> I floss after every meal. I go, but here's the thing I don't sit there at the dinner table and do it. Yeah, I go to the restroom and I floss after every meal I have. And maybe a little bit of an addiction I have. I'm not sure. But I I just, I don't appreciate you using your toothpick and flinging it at me. Okay. I went on vacation with the Currens, which is my husband's family. And all those kids have a specific brand of floss that they use. And they all have a specific pattern in which they floss. And we did a floss off to see who could floss their teeth fastest. And I have never seen such trauma on display. Like what happened to you as children that this is like what you're doing? <laughs> it was crazy. Like, and they all use these like yards of floss. Like what, what are you doing with that? Like you're trying to kill every sea turtle out there? Like for God's sakes. Oh, so is that, but you're using your hair is totally normal and fine. <laughs> 
that's biodegradable and that's socially acceptable as well fuck them you i've never used care. my hair to floss i don't care like i don't care if you use a toothpick if you use your own hair if you use a shoestring if you use a pen i don't care but do it in private that's all i'm Is saying this, yeah, yeah it's gross yeah teeth phobia yeah i just i think it's up from all those years of mom flicking her food at me across the table ew. ew well mom does floss in a really or like she toothpicks really aggressively it's so loud you you can it's audible like it's audible audible it's like, it's like <laughs> bits of fucking food are flying at your face i think we've narrowed yeah. down why our parents don't listen to this podcast Fringe. Ugh. sage yes okay bye okay <laughs> freak <laughs> a little bit of shopkeeping quickly oh um, yeah the pre-sale of our merch will be available for one more week after this episode airs so um get on it if you want it otherwise it's gonna be a couple months <laughs> so we're going on vacation we're about to go on vacation which is why we're so unhinged um we have one more episode and then we are actually gonna be together live recording and it's going to be really unhinged, and that's going to be our season finale. So um, get ready. It's going to be awesome. That's right. That's right. Season two coming at you. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, we do have a LinkedIn. You can follow us on LinkedIn. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us. <laughs> no matter on... what your relationship with social media is, absolutely follow our shit. <laughs> yes. Please follow us. Salty Sister Show. Yeah. And we are soon to have a YouTube season two. Mackenzie is taking over YouTube. Yeah. That'll so. be a fun way to get your ass kicked by social media. Stay tuned. It's going to be really awesome. Love that okay. for us. Thanks for being Have here, y'all. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Did you say bye? Bye.